podcast with me and our lovely ash you mean me and the most amazing talented artist that we all know and love you no 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 with the with with just just me and the lovely incredible ash i get to one-up you this time don't you dare (laughs) don't you dare Ah. hi we do pardon how we sound uh, we're both slightly under the weather. Not not horribly sick, but like a little sniffle. It's been... How how cold has it been up there for you? Like, it's, it says it feels like 33 degrees and dropping. Feels like. Yeah. Feels like 33 degrees. Yeah. It is, I can see it on my computer, 54. Oof. And that's as of two hours ago when it last synced. So, Florida is not... Uh, used to this weather I say this meaning less than 54 so it's been like the 20s the 30s the past couple weeks so it's finally caught up to me at the very least it's been crazy and we're having like a snowstorm tonight so it's been fluctuating which I think is uh the cause of a lot of people getting sick the temperature going up and down oh yeah you just had like a really bad snowstorm not too long ago, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys, everything okay in the snowstorm? Did you guys get plowed in? Do you have to um, do the ye old shoveling of snow? <laughs> we'll probably have to do the ye old shoveling of snow. I'm not sure about this snowstorm coming up uh, tonight. We're supposed to get hit with like 12 or more inches of snow. I don't think anyone's really going to leave the house, so maybe no one's going to shovel. At least until it passes, but we'll see. We'll see. I feel like that's so much hard work to shovel snow i am thankful that i've never had to do that in my entire life again living in florida true but i could not imagine not even do you have to shovel the snow you have to drive on icy roads you have to drive in a blizzard sometimes depending on like how sudden it comes on oh yeah i could not imagine and we live off like a a side road so even if the salt trucks come out and salt the road to melt it they never come down the side roads so it's just very you have to be very cautious before you get to the main road oh no e that's mm -mm. no thank you well i hope you get warm soon and you stay warm soon i'm not not about that (laughs) i'm not leaving i'm gonna have my blanket i'm gonna look like a little little igloo with my cocoa and my blankie and my slippers it's gonna be my I life. Like cocoa. Cocoa is very good. Too. What's your favorite go-to cocoa? Ooh, I have a dark chocolate cocoa that's very good. Um, next. What company though? Not exactly sure the brand. I think it's maybe it's Nestle. I don't think it's Swiss Miss. Something fancy. I used to grow up on Swiss Miss forever ago. Like having the little baggies mm-hmm. that you just rip open, and I remember one day. Because you can make it with, like, milk or water. Yeah. And I just remember my tiny little baby brain, like, at the age of six, having it with milk for the first time. And I was like, this is amazing. Why is no one giving me hot chocolate milk? Like, my 
brain was blown. Definitely a game and... changer. Oh, have you had it with heavy cream? I have not. I've had it with milk. Oh. And in my uh, broke days, I've had it with water. Water. I've had it, if you do it with water, you have to have extra, like, cocoa. Oh, you yeah. You can't just do, like, one pint. It's too watery. It's yeah. too runny. We actually use the Ghirardelli. Ooh. Um, the Ghirardelli, like, double chocolate. And then I actually have... I think I sent you a pic of it or yeah. the link to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Silly Cow Cocoa. Yeah, the where cow. They come in like, yeah. yeah, they come in like marshmallow swirl and salted caramel chocolate and all these fun things. And I'm like, these are great. I love them. Those look amazing. I, I love these bottles. Yeah, they're super great. You know when like you get in like a crafty mood and mm-hmm. you see things and you're like, that looks like a pretty jar. I want to keep it. And like... Maybe paint it or do this. Like, that's what I'm currently thinking of with the jars. Yeah. But I know I'll never do it. You might. I do that with all it's... my candle jars. I'm always like, I'll, I'll make this into something else. So I have a whole, like, tub of empty candle jars that I haven't done anything oh, with. I, I do have empty candle containers. I love Bath & Body Works. Yeah. But my reasoning for them is because I actually am starting to make my own candles. So... Ooh. I know. I was like, I spend way too much money at this store. I could just make my own and not have yeah. to worry about it. But I uh, I do start saving the jars or the, the containers that they come in so that way I can test depth, type, uh, how many wicks are needed, the type of it. So like I'm using them as like a baseline for my own concoctions. Yeah. I have the little ones, the little, like, metallic jars. They're just too small. I need them to be a little bit bigger in order to get, like, the full depth out of them. So we'll see. We'll see how the world takes. But I I do collect those kind of jars and those containers just for that purpose. Yeah. But these regular jars. I was going to say, have you ever seen those candles that have the rings in them? Oh, like the... uh... Was it fragrance jewels or something? I think fragrance so. Jewels? Where you melt it down, there's like a little baggie with a piece of jewelry in it. So surprisingly, uh, my partner actually got me that for uh, my birthday a couple of years ago. And they're incredible. He bought me three. One had a necklace in it. And then the other two had actual rings in them. And I absolutely adored one of the rings that came out. The necklace... I was not thrilled with only because he got me Aquarius candles. Oh. And it was a Capricorn necklace. Oh. I was like, I feel like as robbed yeah. in some form of fashion. Yeah. But thankfully, you know, I, I was able to gift it to my friend who was a Capricorn, so she has it. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah. But I, I actually still have one of the rings. The other one I lost, unfortunately, which was really sad. It was my favorite, but I do have another one. I absolutely adore them. It's just one of those things where, like, to me personally, taking a gamble on, say, like, five rings. Mm-hmm. You really like one ring, and the rest, just not your style. You know, whatever. They're a little bit gaudy, not gaudy. Maybe you like minimalist. Maybe you like super hardcore. They're just not your fit. Yeah. I don't want to spend anywhere between 20 to $40 on a candle on a one to five chance of getting the ring that I really want or the thing that I really want. Right, yeah, I feel you. Whereas I can just spend $80 to 100 
which I know seems a little crazy, but I can at least spend the money to get the thing that I want. Yeah. And like make it for me. So personal, personal opinion, but I do love them. They look great. They did smell wonderful. They were, they were really good candle. I had a Halloween candle from like five years ago. It was discounted because it was cracked at the top and it lasts me for like every Halloween except for this past one. <laughs> well, that's incredible. Yeah, it was like candy corn, um, licorice or something. It was just very like baked good Halloween smells. Are you a sweet candle person or are you like a musky? Are you a woodsy? What, um, are, what are you? I like the, the baked good smelly candles. I really like sage candles. I think they smell very good. And then, like, I, I like wood candles, too. Like, the, the birch candles and stuff. I think they'll smell good, too. So what you need is a sage lemon cinnamon roll candle. Yeah. <laughs> with a little bit of balsam tossed in there. That would be your perfect candle. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Mwah. Perfect. Yeah. I'll make one for you. I'll ship it out. Ah. I will love you forever. It'll be... <laughs> It'll be sweet and musky. All those things. This sounds very relaxing. I hate sweet candles. I'm gonna be real. I hate them. <laughs> but I think it's because I don't like how some have smelled artificial and how they're too strong in a bad way. Yeah. There are some good ones. Yes. Like for sure. But I have like a... I, I typically go towards the muskier, the woodsy ones i'm okay with like vanilla and things of that nature yeah but i think at once a year the bath and body works does like a candle day sale where like you can get buy one get one or everything's half off Mm -hmm. and i think they only allow you to have like 20 of the three wick candles because they're literally half off so everyone like basically two for one i stocked up on so many christmasy candles and fall candles because those are my favorite scents yeah they just have like a warm crackling fireside yeah you can't go wrong yeah i know what you mean about the the baked goods smelling artificial some of them really smell like i don't know plasticky right i had a pumpkin spice vanilla caramel one that was just like it just hit that almost too sweet factor if i let it burn for too long Mm -hmm. it was a really nice like cold throw candle which means like if it's not lit it like still smells really good and it spreads its scent far so i really liked that one and i just finished burning that like a couple months ago after after halloween scents are weird some people hate floral some people love floral i just like it if it's not gonna overpower and give me headache and smells fake true true, true. i don't want it which it's a candle. It's all going to smell fake. Well, some of it smell very convincing. I had a hot cocoa one that I was like, where's the cocoa at? Who has it? Give me. That's why I really like um, Yankee Candle and Bath and Body Works because sometimes they have like that chocolate chip cookie one or like just something that smells like fresh baked goods. And you're just like, how do you make the scent and feeling in the air of hot cookie dough? How do you do that? Magic. Magic. Ugh. Speaking of cookies... I ordered barbecue from a place called Four Rivers, and I got a cookie the size of my face. 
<laughs> I was not expecting it to be that large. I am slightly intimidated, but I knew I had to get two cookies because I know someone would not have shared a cookie with me. Oh, yeah. And that's just fact. It is how it is. You have to be like that sometimes. <laughs> it be like that sometimes. It's been a week. How has your week been overall? Um, not the best of yeah. weeks, yeah. That's okay. Everyone doesn't have good weeks. I mean, That's truthfully, true. mine's not been great either. But you know what? It's a good time with you. And that's all that matters. Yes, it's always a good time with you. You can't have sunshine without a little rain. That's how I look at it. Scloonisms. <laughs> Scloonisms. <laughs> well, that's it. Our scloonism <clears throat> for the day. You can't have sunshine without a little bit of rain. <laughs> what is the, uh, the scloon? Can always have some holes in it. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it a scloon. Yeah. I had a, my boyfriend the other day was like, why are you digging sugar out of the bag with a scloon? And it literally, again, it looks, it's a spoon, but it's the shape of a skull. So it's got eyes. So they're holes. <laughs> and so like I would scoop it up and it would just fall through. <laughs> And he was like, why are you doing that? And I was like, well, it's cute. And it was easy to reach. I'm sorry. I just, I have an aesthetic. Yes, for the aesthetic. Speaking of aesthetic. Aesthetic. What tea are you drinking today? Oh, today I have a cold tea because we talked about we've been a little sick. My throat was a little scratchy scratchy because I didn't think hot tea would be very good on it. But it is a cold peach tea. It tastes very good. From Snapple. I was going to say, did you brew it and then just chilled it? Or did you just actually have peach tea? I just went to the store and got a cold tea. Convenience of stores. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) What kind of tea do you have? I'm drinking my pumpkin chai today. Uh, I was going to say, I just got a delivery from Amazon today. Not sponsored, but they truly should sponsor me because I buy so much stuff. So much shit, but I bought another two, it was a two set, tea caddies, so they have little handles, and there's six cavities, if you will, six little cubbies that you can put tea bags in, or stand-up tea in, and things like that, so I'm trying to organize my collection of tea, and it's not going the best of time, it's not going the worst of time. Tea. Tea. Yes. Tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have hot tea. So it's the, the chai hot tea. It is delicious. Uh, it's from David's Teas yet again. And just been organizing all my tea collections. I think I'm going to get rid of some because I tried them the other day and they tasted very bitter. Oh, no. S- yeah, and I'm very sad because they smell so good. And it's from a company that I really enjoy, their hot cocoa, and I'm assuming their coffee. But for some reason, their tea is shit, and I'm so sad. You always put them in your shoes. Tea and shoes? It's like, okay, so I heard this thing. I'm not 100% if it works, but if you put a tea bag in your shoes, it sucks up the smell of your shoes. So instead of gross shoe smell, you get tea smell in your shoe. You telling me I have stinky feet? Well, no, I, no everyone me? has stinky feet, Ash. That is just the law of nature. Tell me I have stinky feet. That's everyone fine. Has stinky you know feet. I have stinky feet. You have stinky feet. Our viewers have stinky feet. It's okay. It's okay. Our Put viewers. some tea in there. Our viewers have stinky feet. <laughs> you know what? 
I'd, you know, honestly, I'd rather have stinky feet than just, like, stink. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let's just be real. Just because they're I'll, cute. I'll have to be sweaty that. sometimes. Nothing wrong with it. No. It's just, you know. No, I'm not saying it's bad I... thing. I'm just saying it's like it's like everybody poops. It's just a thing. Everybody poops. What is the, uh, the book, Everybody Poops, and then the one, uh, Everybody Poops But You? <laughs> everybody Poops But You? It's something like that. There's a there's like a parody book, I swear. I could be horribly mistaken and remember it from a TV show. That's just me. <laughs> I want to look it up I a little swear. bit. I want to see it. Everybody Poops But You. It might have been... I think what it is, it's a uh, family guy way back when I watched it when I was like 15 and it was, (laughs) it's them trying to teach Suey how to use the potty and so it's everybody poops, everybody poops but you and the classic, uh, you're a naughty naughty child and that's concentrated evil coming out the back of you. Oh, okay, yeah. Catholics. I remember this. Quote unquote Catholics, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man, that show. It was, it has its moments, and the rest of it just stays in the background. Because yeah. you know what? I know I'm fine watching Looney Tunes. Let's be real. Yeah. It's just... The new Animaniacs. Rather... The new Animaniacs, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. All the, all the good stuff. <laughs> My brain is everywhere today. That's okay, that's okay. You ever have those days where, like, you have a set goal... And you set forth to complete your goal, and then something, just the smallest little thing, kind of like sidewinds you. And it's not even anything huge. It's just like the tea was bitter, and you weren't expecting it, and therefore it's gar- garbage. Yeah. And just your whole day, just doesn't feel right. It's what it's been like for the past month. Oh no. <laughs> just, just something's just not quite right. But I think it's the change in the weather. Mercury's in retrograde. There's so many things happening. True, true. We're shifting mm-hmm. into another dimension. Can it shift faster? Maybe. You know how, like, <sighs> the Mandela effect is? <laughs> Stop. Seven. We're going into a different dimension right what... now. Yeah. A different Mandela infection. Uh, mm-hmm. Infection. A different infection. Mandela. It's infecting us! <laughs> the Mandela! It's what it is. It's what it is. <laughs> I've seen those TikToks where they are trying to select the item, the one that they remember is supposed yeah. to be the correct one like Chuck E. Cheese or Chuck E. Cheeses or like the target symbol and yeah. how it's like red white red yeah so I'm just like that's a lot of things that I don't think that I had to deal with and the fact that I'm questioning myself even though it's correct like I know it's correct frazzles me right I just saw one and it blew my mind I was like there's no way like the Mona Lisa picture what, what about the Mona Lisa what is she doing like, what is her face doing in the picture? Isn't she doing, like, a slight smirk and her hands are crossed? Is she? Because I always remembered it. She was frowning. No, I I mean, mm, I always remember that she's kind of got, like, a, like, that slight tilt to where it looks like she's frowning, but she's, like, she's not doing a full smile. Mm. And she's just like, mm, you know, like a sassy, mm. Maybe. I always remember her just frowning because I thought it was like a thing. I was like, why is she not smiling? But I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. 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 Mandela. Mandela. Oh, now I'm curious. Now I'm... (laughs) Hold, please. Okay. Okay. We're going to Google it. What better way to learn 
than with Google. That's true. Right? Oh, good. Okay, so we're going to learn what good is Google if we don't use Google. Mona Lisa <laughs> painting. There's a movie called Mona Lisa Smile. Did you know? I did. But I always thought that was like a joke. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering. Now I'm like questioning my whole life. Right? It's the Mandela effect. It's it's surprisingly effective. And it always makes you think that you're doing the wrong thing, even though you're probably not. <laughs> okay. I found it. Okay, okay. I think the only reason why I know what she looks like more than I probably should is because deep in my pandemic days, I played a game called Animal Crossing New Horizons on the Switch. Oh, yeah. And they came out with, what is his name? Red? The fox guy. Red. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Red. Why? Oh, my God. It's a color and I can't remember. I'm an Animal Crossing veteran. Don't you even worry. (laughs) Don't you worry. (laughs) Red in all of his paintings, e. and you have to. The whole point of Animal Crossing and the collection for the museum is the collection of the museum. So, Red sells paintings and statues, and you have to buy the real one so that it's collected and donated to the museum. And if you buy a fake one, the curator's like, This is a fake one, and then eats it. And I think I remember the Mona Lisa one because you can take a closer look at the paintings. Uh-huh. And in the fake one, I'm pretty sure her eyes blink. And I think she's actually frowning, oh. like real hardcore frowning. And I think that's why I was like scouring the web to make sure that I found the right one. So I, I think see. that's why I know. And it's very like in my mind. Yes. Looking at it, the picture you sent me, I could see how I'm like misremembering her smile or frowning because the shadows by her mouth kind of looks like... She could be frowning from far away. Maybe that's what's happening. Wasn't that the point anyway? Is that she's a mix of smirking and (laughs) frowning. The Mandela effect. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Mandela! Well, speaking of smirking and yet frowning, are you ready? (laughs) I'm so excited. For our murders and horrors and monsters. (laughs) 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 Hmm. Sooner or later, we're going to work that in. It's fine. Is it you first or is it me first? I would, I, I, I'm not sure, but I would really like you to go first because I know you told me yours is juicy and I would really like to hear the deets. It's juicy. Because I literally thought it was like a really quick, really, I don't want to say simple, but like a cut and dry murder. And then all of a sudden... Pizza's involved, cider's involved, CCTVs are involved, presents are involved. There's so many things. There's a documentary about this person elsewhere. Like, that's just so crazy. And before I knew it, I wrote five pages. So. Yeah. (laughs) um, I'm going to credit, let's see, I'm going to credit all of these. Uh, all the things that I saw. So my credits today are Wikipedia, The Murder of Joanna Yeats, My Five, Body in the Snow, The Murder of Joanna Yeats. That is actually a two-episode documentary. They're both about an hour long. It's incredible. I would be happy to watch it if you ever want to watch it with me again. It was yes, so full of details. 
the Guardian, the Joanna Yeats murder, the full truth may never be known, the U.S. Sun at thesun.com, the tragic case of Joanna Yeats, whose murdered body was found in the snow, and how a pizza became key evidence by Miranda Knox. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's such a weird tagline, how pizza became a key evidence. I did try to find all the authors and writers of the other pieces of information, but there really wasn't any bylines, so the only one I could find was Miranda Knox. But thank you to everyone who did the research. But now, our story. It's Christmas Day. 2010. Everyone is with family, opening presents, having breakfast, and enjoying festivities. A couple are slowly opening gifts in Cambridge, UK, at a family's house. Having left Bristol and troubles behind for the moment, at this particular time, a young couple is walking along a wall at Longwood Lane, Thailand, just three miles from Clifton. They're walking their dog, enjoying the crisp air, when they stumble upon the fully dressed yet disheveled body of a young woman, 25-year-old Joanna Yeats. Her body's in a state where it seemed the person responsible for disposing of her body had attempted to throw it over the quarry wall where she would have remained undiscovered. Joanna was found strangled after having disappeared for eight days. Spooky. Spooky. Joanna Claire Yeats was a bright, cheerful woman, having been born in Hampshire, England, on April 19, 1985. She attended schools with high marks, graduating from Rittle College with a degree in landscape architecture and a postgraduate diploma from University of Gloucestershire. I am going to just apologize for the incredible butcherment of English cities and names. My family is English, and they would be horrified about my <laughs> about my pronunciations. Just, just give me the moment, okay? Just, I was born in America. Just let me have it, okay? Just let me have it. It happens. It happens. We apologize for any butchering we do. We don't mean to. We're we're trying our best, okay? We're trying. Listen, I even barely know that her name was Yeats. I'm kidding. It was. How could you imagine if it's like Yachts? I would be so upset. I'm going to jinx myself. It happens. No. It happens. My cousin has a last name. I won't say what it is, but it's very close to the word uh, salami. So his whole life, his last name has been salami. <laughs> I love that and hate that for him at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Well, now I know nicknames. Salami man. Salami man. <laughs> I'm going to text him after this called Salami Man. Just, hey, Salami Man, you're my favorite yeah. cryptid. Just, <laughs> you're my favorite cryptid, please. <laughs> when she was 23, she started dating architect Greg Reardon. They moved in together a year later, finally settling in Bristol at Flat 44 Canig Road in Clifton Suburb in October 2010. Joanna would hang out with work colleagues at a pub called Bristol Ram, especially on a Friday. That Friday, December 17th, 2010, her friends would remark how Joanna was nervous about spending her first weekend alone without Greg and that she would spend the entire weekend baking and shopping for the Christmas party the following week. 
She was excited about her family coming to celebrate the holidays, and her partner, Greg, said it was a big deal being with her family for the season. Leaving the pub around 8 p.m., Joanna would be seen leaving a Waitrose market, so a small little supermarket, not finding anything to purchase, and then entering a Tesco Express around 8.40, purchasing a tomato and mozzarella pizza, two bottles of cider from a nearby bargain booze, it's like an off-license place, so like a small a small liquor store, essentially. Hmm. She called her best friend Rebecca prior to buying the pizza to make Christmas Eve plans. This small grocery pickup would be the last known footage of Joanna alive. Joanna entered her Christmassy home, seemingly alone, around 8.45. At 8.50, some people headed to a party at a neighboring house, heard two individual screams, and then complete silence. Since nothing actually seemed out of the ordinary in terms of gunshots, bangs, more screaming, they continued on their way. Sunday evening, December 19th, Greg, her partner, returned home after visiting his relatives in Sheffield. Greg had noticed that their flat was empty and that cat did not seem to be fed. Greg attempted calling Joanna, but noticed her purse, keys, and phone were left in the home while he was picking up the mess that was present, not aware that he had stumbled upon a crime scene. Now, I just want to ask, like, you, you don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going on. The cat's not fed. Yeah. Right? So, like, you know, maybe cats yeah. are weird. They always think that they're not fed. But if you stumbled across a messy apartment and it's usually not that messy, like, would you just, like, pick it up, like, and you live with someone, like, you're not, would you kind of be worried? Would you clean? Like, what would you do? I think I would be worried the moment I seen somebody's phone. It's very rarely for somebody to leave their phone behind. Well, this is 2010. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe phones... I mean, 2010, I was 21. So yeah. I always had my phone on me. But yeah, I was... <laughs> I was also 21. So this person was... She was 25. So maybe. I'm not sure phone culture between America and like the United Kingdom. I really don't know if there's a difference in phone culture. But yeah, I guess right. But I don't remember. But like, were we doing things? Like, was it a smartphone? Was it a smartphone in twenty ten? I yes, for yes, sure. You were. I, I got my first phone around twenty one ish. They were roughly the same age, and it was a smartphone. Okay, so, so like been a smartphone, right? Yeah, the yeah. the brick iPhones that were coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's always the brick. It, they got, they were big phones, and then they progressively, progressively got to smaller phones, and then they immediately went back to brick phones to then get, yeah, to go back to flip phones. Like, we can't it's decide. Just circle. <laughs> the circle of phones. How about be da be da be day? I thought you were going to go like, beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I am so happy that you did anything and everything that was exactly what i wanted in the moment and i appreciate you for being my improv partner thank you you're welcome i always try my best i was trying my best you are the best don't ever change 
No, no, you. <laughs> Listen, we we have to save that for the end of the podcast, okay? We oh, can't. Yes, it's you. Okay, okay. We can't. We, can't oh, we already did it in the beginning. Right, we're just gonna lose people now. They're gonna be like, God, there's so much sap. People need to know the mush is coming out and it's gonna hit you randomly, okay? Mush is coming out. Yeah. Uh, yes, the mush. Uh, the Don't mush. Touch- people watching this i'll mush on youtube don't think how? i won't scoon how are people watching when it's audio listen i'm not <laughs> a mathematician i don't know these answers they're watching with their brains <laughs> they're, it's going in the holes it's causing some some action here they can see me waving arms and sipping tea yeah yeah you guys can see right yeah shh shh just go with it okay yeah. Okay. Viewers, <laughs> not listeners, viewers, sit tight. <laughs> eyes glued to that phone to watch that Don't little... Don't you take your eyes off that phone. As you watch that little ticker of time just go right on by. Stare at our beautiful logo piece of Mothman <laughs> and tea soup for your viewing pleasure. Good <laughs> soup. <laughs> good soup oh oh i'm trying not to laugh super hard you're not helping you're not helping (laughs) when greg found her personal belongings just after midnight four hours after returning home and there was still no sign of joanna greg contacted police and needs his parents to report her missing Police arrived, began scoping the area, including talking to neighbor Vincent Tabak, who claimed he barely knew Joanna and that he knew she had just moved in a couple of months ago, but he never really spoke to her or her partner as he actually just recently returned from a 30-plus day business trip. Tabak also claimed that he didn't hear anything odd happen in the house as he and he had to go pick up his girlfriend, Tanya Morrison, from a holiday party. So, the flats that they live in, it from what I read in a couple of different articles, it's a large-ish house that is separated into flats. So, you still have your own space, you still have your own kitchen, and everything like that, but you're in a hallway connected to another person, essentially. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. It's kind of like downsized apartment buildings. Hmm. That's what I can think of anyway. Again, I don't live in England. I just know duplexes and everything that we have here. We don't have flats. We have studios. We don't have flats. So I'm going based off of the information that I found and researched, and it's probably wrong. Internet never tells the truth. Police tried piecing together Joanna's movements, which is where they found the CCTV footage, her leaving the supermarket, and eventually buying a late-night pizza and ciders. However, when the police went back through the apartment, they were not able to locate the pizza, box, packaging, anything. Not even a crumb was left, just the receipt to confirm that it was purchased. There were still both bottles of cider. However, one was left half drunk. Greg, Are you telling me this, this, this person... Uh-huh. Did a horrible deed and then stole the pizza. Stole the pizza. They were like, you know what? I murdered her in cold blood. 
<laughs> I'm famished. Yeah. Murder and makes you hungry. Murder makes you hungry. I mean, it was strangling, too. So the fact that all that arm strength went into it. Mm. Maybe, yeah. maybe he had a dog that he needed to feed. And pizza is the only thing this dog will eat. Mm. But now you just make me feel bad because it's like, he's got to feed his dog. <laughs> I promise you it's not a dog. He's got to feed his dog. <laughs> I, I like the fact, though, that you would you would be okay with murder if it was to feed oh, a dog. Not, not okay with murder. Murder, okay, so there's two bad things that happen here. Murder <laughs> is obviously the horrible, horrible, horrible thing, but also the theft of pizza. But I could forgive the theft of pizza if it was for a doggo. Okay, so you can forgive the yeah. theft of pizza, you just can't forgive the murder. No, no, no. Okay. We don't murder. Okay. Sorry Maybe we steal pizza for dog. We always steal pizza for dog. We never not steal yeah. pizza for dog. It's the only exception. Not even for the starving, like, cat. Only dog. Well, cat will just force its way into food. Cat deserves better than just tomato pizza it deserves like the meat supreme i mean let's honestly oh, the meat supreme. dogs yeah. deserve everything what am i saying doggo <sighs> get get both pizza doggo gets both pizzas cat gets nothing yeah. and just steals the leftovers <laughs> the cat's like i'm cat. too good for pizza i demand breaded chicken yeah chicken alfredo pork tenderloin i demand the tenderloin pho from the Vietnamese restaurant down the street. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> noodles. Thank you. Noodles and all. I need the sriracha to make my kitty tongue spicy. Because I am a spicy kitty. I'm a spicy miserable. And it just full circle. Now it's more food. <laughs> oh, no. That poor cat. My cats have eaten. Just a side note. My cats love human food for some reason. Regardless of how many times we steal it out of their mouth. Mm. And I had spicy thai chili sauce because i had made bon mis the other week mm-hmm. and the cat that tries to steal our food the most leaned his nose up against like my plate sniffed it and then he like leaned leaned his head back eyes big and wide and like his tongue hanging out of like an open mouth and he was just like Oh no! Oh, just from no. smelling it, and I was like, "It's really not that bad. Like, it's not super spicy." But just his face was like, "I made a horrible mistake." No. Yeah. My cat, whenever she like, I have tea or something hot, and she smells like the steam coming off of it. She's like, "No, hot, bad." So she starts batting at it like it's an enemy. It's hot, bad. <laughs> no, I must protect. Smack. Yeah. She's like, mother, do not drink that. It is bait. So far, so far they don't care about hot stuff. They just care about food. Mm. So at least, at least I get one thing. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, Greg, friends, and family made a website and utilized social media services to look for Joanna. On December 21st, Joanna's parents, David and Teresa Yeats, and Greg her partner, made an appearance at a press conference appealing to Joanna or anyone who knew her whereabouts to come forward. Her family pleaded, Joe, we want you to know that we love you dearly and are desperate to know that you are safe and well. Two days later, her father David commented that 
He believed his daughter was abducted, as she would not have gone alone or left any of her personal belongings. Same day, police were still checking out neighbors, friends, doing a routine search of Flat 2's neighbor, Tabak. Vincent Tabak joked that the police must think that he stashed Joanna in a drawer. With the building evidence of an abduction, police started to suspect that Joanna might have known her attacker since there wasn't any true evidence of forced entry or a struggle. Hope remained until Christmas Day when the couple walking their dog found Joanna's body near the golf course and quarry only three miles from her home. Even though this finding of Joanna was heartbreaking, her family was relieved that they were finally able to recover her body in order to give her a proper burial. The fact that it's Christmas, like that's, it's not just that day. It's now every Christmas day for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's so, it breaks my heart. The fact that her dad was just like, you know, I'm wanting her home, but I think she knew her attacker. Like, this doesn't usually happen. And like all her friends were like, she was so worried. It's her first time alone for this to have happened on the one weekend that she was alone and it's kind of like it's kind of like upsetting an additional way to be like if she was at least with a friend if someone else came home with her if her boyfriend was home or didn't have to go out of town to visit family like i'm sure he probably blames himself for her death because if he just didn't have to go or if he took her with him like so many what ifs And it just breaks my heart that it was just this one instance that took literally five minutes because they said that she got home at 8.45 and 8.50 is when the people heard her screaming. So five to ten minutes of her being home and she's gone. That's crazy. That's so sad. It's so frustrating. It gets even crazier. So many theories started coming out after the body's discovery stating that Joanna might have been held captive for a few days before she was actually murdered. Another would be that she was alive, maybe unconscious, dumped at the wall, and eventually died of hypothermia. There were still many unanswered questions. Why a half-drunk cider? Did someone not like it? Why were there two ciders? Was she meeting someone? Was there supposed to be a friend visiting? And did it take an awful turn? Who was visiting? What happened to the pizza? Why no sign of a break-in or things stolen? What's going on? I'm going to let you know right now. You never find out what happened to the pizza. Ah, But that's such a like... You ah, never find ah, out. Not even the article that was like how pizza became a key evidence. Nothing is found out. The pizza... I mean, it could be key. It could be a key evidence. It said it could be key evidence, but then they don't give you anything. And I literally reread that article, and I was like, did I miss where the pizza went? Did they ever find the pizza? Nope. No no pizza. But there's a probably more likely a reason why. While some lives were getting rocked, others continued without a care in the world. Like Tabak and Morrison. They went to the Netherlands to spend New Year's Eve with Tabak's family, but they actually still had media coverage of the murder follow them. On December 30th, they actually watched footage of the arrest of Joanna's and theirs landlord and former public school teacher, Christopher Jeffries. Tabak contacted the police, suggested the landlord had borrowed his car, 
on the night of Joanna's disappearance and subsequent death. Due to possibly being a witness and lending the card to the possible suspect, the DC, or essentially the the cop, the head detective, Karen Thomas, was sent to Amsterdam to get further statements from Tabak. This actually would be the beginning of the end for Vincent Tabak. Vincent Tabak was born on February 10th, 1978, being the youngest of five, and raised in Uden. This, quote, intelligent, introverted loner, unquote, as described by childhood neighbor John Masseurs, would become an engineer having studied at Eindhoven University of Technology. Eindhoven University of Technology. Eindhoven? Eindhoven. Eindhoven. I keep reading this wrong. My eyes got really blurry. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this, quote, intelligent, introverted loner, as described by childhood neighbor John Masseurs, would become an engineer having studied at Eindhoven University of Technology. His study would be about how people use space in office buildings, public areas, and how people move around in schools, airports, and stadiums. He met his partner, Tanya Morrison, through a dating website called Soulmates. Very prestigious sounding. I love it. They did eventually move to the flat, in Kanyig Road, Bristol, in June of 2009. Vincent would have spent the holidays with his and his girlfriend's families, traveling out of the city, enjoying festivities. However, the story of what he did on the night of Joanna's disappearance was ever-changing. Once, it was that he stayed in until he had to go pick up his girlfriend at a holiday party. Then, it was actually he had traveled around to take pictures of the snow and again to go to Asda to pick up groceries. With the landlord in custody, Tabak would become overly interested in the forensics carried out by the police. He also briefly mentioned that he was once in Joanna's hallway, leading to her flat, but only to speak to Christopher Jeffries, the landlord, before Joanna disappeared. Karen Thomas asked Tabak to provide a DNA sample and his fingerprints so they could be eliminated if found in the flat. Tavik relinquished these but felt uneasy in doing so. After he spoke to the police, he actually did start a downward spiral of drinking, taking sleeping pills, and even thought about jumping off the Clifton Bridge. So he was just... I don't know if it was just the apprehension of being arrested. I don't know if it was guilt from what he possibly had done. Because we're not getting there yet. But he just started getting in a deep pit of, like I said, drinking, taking sleeping pills, you know, thoughts of suicide. And obviously he did not commit any of that. He did not attempt to do so. But like the thought was there. The feelings were there. Yeah. So more was found out about Tabak. His computer history showed escort agency listings during business trips in the United Kingdom and in the United States. He also had contacted multiple sex workers by phone and was viewing violent porn videos and imagery of women being controlled by men. These women were bound, gagged, and choked. During the continuing investigation, police even found images of a woman who looked very similar to Joanna, where her body was in a scene depicted the same way Joanna's body was discovered. A pink tank top or pink top pulled up to expose her chest on New Year's. It's very 
It's very interesting with the fact that he managed to recreate even just vision, like imagery-wise, someone that he supposedly did not have any connection with. Yeah. Because he did state multiple times that he didn't see her pretty much ever. Like, he didn't speak with her. They had just moved in. Uh, Joanna and her boyfriend Greg, they had just moved into the flat October, and then she passed away in December. So, according to him, majority of the time he was traveling around doing business trips. So, who knows truly, like, when he was able to get a glimpse of her, if he ever did. And if so, were these images before or after he saw her? Right. On Little Sus. Little Sus. On New Year's Day... 2011, Christopher Jeffries was released on bail, and the police were technically back to square one. Jeffries was officially released from bail, uh, I believe in March, and said that he was not a suspect in the murder, which Jeffries ended up winning in a settlement for libel damages. It is one of those things where he actually, his whole life was destroyed. His school reputation, his landlord reputation, Everything was, was pretty much destroyed in terms of his character. And actually say that the coverage of the whole investigation with him involved in it, the tabloids were really, really cruel to him. They were describing him in all sorts of manners. Um, and he essentially just felt like he was verbally attacked by all forms of media. So he he had a pretty decent case for libel and pretty much having his whole life destroyed. Mm. He actually ended up receiving an apology from the police department for causing any stress or issues during the investigation. But since Jeffries was released and there were no more leads, a reconstruction of the case was filmed in Bristol for a broadcast on January 26th. It was shown to have Joanna's last movements. Uh, It was filmed on January 18th. And within that time frame, the press coverage of the film, uh, having, you know, saying like, this is what's happening, this is where we're going with it, over 300 people called the police with tips, with hints. People were moved by the knowledge that they were trying to reconstruct her entire night in order to find out what happened to her. This actually led the police to suspect Joanna might have actually been transported after her death in a large hodl or suitcase. I thought that was an interesting little fact. I was just kind of wondering how would either A, how would people not notice someone either dumping a body or transporting a body from like her flat to like a car? Yeah. Or if she was unfortunately put into a suitcase or carryall, then how big was it? You know, was there... Was that left at the scene of the crime? If it wasn't and the killer took it with them, what did they do with it? Like, there's a lot of extra things. Because when I think of a suitcase, I don't think something big enough to hold a person. To be completely honest. Yeah. So. unless she. Well, no, she wasn't dismembered or anything. She was whole. No, she she was not dismembered. She was still intact, thankfully. I just, for some reason... Whenever I hear that someone's been dismembered, like, I I get the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Because I'm like, oh, but my arms. Like, I'm, like, like touching my arms and my legs. And I'm like, but they're yeah. attached. They're, 
why would you not attach them? Why, why yeah. would you do that? So keep, keep them attached, please. Keep, that's Thank where they you. belong. My head belongs <laughs> on my body. That's where everything else belongs. No, yeah. I, just, I understand why why killers would do it, but I hate it. I hate it. I hate murder. I love murder. Like the stories and the intrigue and everything, why people do the thing they do, but I hate it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do. Don't do murder. <laughs> Just the end of that. That's our tagline. Don't do murder. <laughs> Ta da. Don't do it. We'll tell stories about you. Don't, don't do it. Don't do murder, or Ash and Skloon will tell a horribly researched story about you. Yeah. That's the threat. Perfect. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. We'll watch you. We watch you watch us watch you. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you listen to us. We watching you. Well, you watching <laughs> us. And we listen to you. Don't do it. Came full circle. <laughs> full circle. Yeah. Oh. On January 20th, Vincent Tabak was officially arrested saying that the labs were actually able to link DNA from Joanna's body to him directly. The DNA on the body was to the point that the labs could not determine where the DNA had actually come from, as in spit, blood, semen, sweat, touch, but they were 100% sure of the genetic match. I believe they were like, it's one in like 100 million that it could not be this person. Tabak did try to blame the labs for inaccurate testing, stating that someone might have been paid off to place the blame on him, but the evidence was damning. There was also an anonymous tip left from another woman shortly after the broadcasted appeal from Joanna's parents on Crime Watch. No other information was released regarding the reasoning of the rest, as due to the court case with Jeffries, the police had to make sure they stayed within the laws of what they can and can't be reported when a suspect is arrested. So that's that's where they got things wrong with the Jeffries arrest was they released his name, they released his occupation, you know, pretty much where he lived and let the media have free reign of him. Whereas yeah. uh, I believe British law, there's a particular law where you have to be protected. You have to, you know, they're innocent until proven guilty, essentially. Yeah. And Jeffries was innocent, but he was treated like a guilty party. So they try to make sure that they didn't do that with Tabak. now that they actually have evidence confirming him as the killer. The airing of the production showcasing the reconstruction of the last known hours of Joanna was canceled. However, the BBC's Crime Watch website released unpublished pictures of Joanna's body. So these pictures weren't made to the public before. Oh. They were technically still like crime scene pictures or pictures that the reporters took at the location. So the mm-hmm. website was like, well, we're not going to give you the production. We're not going to give you this documentary. But here's unseen pictures of this victim. You're welcome. Which... I don't like either. Don't do that. No. No, don't do that. Vincent Tabak was charged with Joanna's murder on January 22nd, 2011. And although he declined bail, 
he was actually moved to Long Larton Prison from Bristol Prison for fear of his personal safety as he was deemed suicidal. Friends and family also started raising money for his defense as Tabak continuously pleaded not guilty. Tabak continued this plea until February 8th when he told Peter Brotherton, a minister within the prison, that he actually did indeed murder Joanna and he was going to plead guilty. Tabak's story and plea yet again changed on May 5th, 2011, when he pleaded to manslaughter, denying murdering her or having murderous intent. This plea was actually denied by the Crown Prosecution Service. In October 4th, 2011, Tabak again pleaded manslaughter, and the prosecution brought up the computer history. They were stating that it would shed light on the need for Tabak to have control over a woman and squeeze long enough, hard enough to take her life. This was actually overruled to not be included, as the judge did not believe that their murder was premeditated or that the computer history truly did not support this theory. The case still determined that Tabak had convinced Joanna to open the door to him, which would explain the lack of forced entry, and when he was inside her flat, he used his six foot four inches in stature to quickly overpower her. That's tall. Yeah. Like, Sloan, how tall are you? I am five three. You're a tiny bean. I'm I'm five eight. And 6'4 would be giant to me. That would be a mountain to you. Oh yeah, that'd be a whole tree. A whole tree. You a big oak tree, sir. <laughs> but just just imagining someone that height and stature. Like, when they were describing him, he's not a thin man. Like, he's thick, essentially. Like, he was broad and tall. Anyone could be quickly overpowered. And that's, and that's what they're stating. That she was quickly overpowered. She was pinned to the floor by her wrists, struggled to the point of having 43 distinct injuries to her head, torso, neck, and arms, including, but not limited to, cuts, bruises, and even a fractured nose. The death itself was slow and painful, according to the prosecution, as the ultimate killing move was strangling her within minutes of her coming home. The true connection to the murder, and how they were able to link Tabak together, was the DNA found behind Joanna's knees on her jeans. This actually indicated that she might have been carried to the car, and there were fibers on her body of Tabak's car and coat from that night. So they found fibrous like threads on her that weren't necessarily part of her clothing and it was because they were bits from his coat that he wore and from the car like interior and like Mm. it's the cradle so the the marriage cradle whenever you know the groom will carry the the bride over the threshold of the house honey we're home that kind of (laughs) hold so they think that he had his arm and hands behind her knees while he carried her to the car. So it might have, if anyone found them, this is just like my theory that I have like right now, maybe he had it positioned that way so that if anyone found them, like if they saw him carrying her out to the car, they could be like, oh, what are you doing? Is she okay? Oh, she's just drunk. I'm taking her home. Right. Because a dead person can look awfully like a sleeping person depending on how you cover them up. True. So, like, that's my 
Maybe that's why no one saw him. Maybe that's why he didn't stand out. They just thought that he's taking his sleeping sister, cousin, girlfriend, whoever, back home or, you know, anything, taking her to the doctor. Who knows? That's how they were able to find DNA linking him and her together. The police also found bloodstains on a wall where her body was found overlooking the quarry. Prosecution also stated that Tavik's interest in attempted framing of Jeffries and then the search history of, quote, a length of time for a body to decompose, the difference between murder and manslaughter, and even dates of garbage collection in Clifton made a very strong indicator of guilt. If you're going to search the difference between murder and manslaughter, don't do it after murdering anyone. True. Just personal opinion. Just don't. Don't murder anyone, but if you're going to murder someone, definitely don't do that. Yeah. Tabit claimed his motive of his attack on Joanna was actually not sexually motivated. He had been trying to silence her after he attempted to kiss her, but it's not sexually motivated. He claimed... Yeah, okay, but... (laughs) Yeah, okay. He claimed Joanna made a flirty comment and invited him in to drink the ciders with her. When he tried to kiss her... She screamed, rightfully so. So his next step was to hold his hands over her mouth and around her neck and attempt to silence her. He denied there was an actual struggle, but he only used minimal strength and only covered her mouth and neck for about 20 seconds. So he isn't quite sure as to how she sustained any of her injuries. Tabak also stated that after putting Joanna's body in the trunk, or car boot, as I thought it was really fun really fun little thing yeah he went to asda for snacks texted his girlfriend that he was bored and it was only until after officially dumpling the body he was in a state of panic he says well yeah that that good old after panic (laughs) right we don't panic from point a to point b but we panic at point d for dump How does that make sense? (laughs) He didn't even say that he was panicking so he dumped her body. He said he was panicking after he dumped the body. Yeah. Again, doesn't make sense. If you were going to have a panic when you dumped the body, don't dump the body. Right. Just don't murder. That doesn't make sense. What did you panic after, like, you you had a body to dump, you know? Like, I can understand, you know, as, as there have been times, I'm sure we'll get a story or two, but like those times of like crime of passions, you know, where yeah. in the heat of an argument, I shoved them, they fell on the, fl- like, they fell on the countertop, they hit their head, now they're dead. Yeah. Panic. That's when you panic. Because yeah. you may not have meant to kill the person, but now that you've killed the person, you don't know what you're going to do. Whereas, yeah, you try to molest a woman who then rightfully screams so then you're like shh i got you for 20 seconds quote end quote you're calm the entire time but then you finally take her three miles you've got time to think and then you dump her body that's when you're like oh wait my snacks are cold my snacks are cold hey what's up I'm bored. Ha, just kidding. I'm panicking. Right. That's when you have your panic attack. So it just it just doesn't make yeah. sense. And I believe out of all the things that I was reading, 
no one believed him because they were like, what do you mean you don't remember a struggle? What do you mean you don't know how she got 43 wounds to her? Like, right. broken nose. That doesn't just happen. Like, it was not done post-mortem. It was done, you know, before she was strangled. And there's also just the idea, like, if she was put into a suitcase or a hold-all, you know, maybe it was sustained then. Maybe she wasn't fully dead and then she, like, suffocated due to the strangling, like, in the suitcase. Who knows? It's just speculation. But it's just baffling. Baffling. Baffling how <laughs> how he can easily say what he thinks had happened. But this is where, like, one of the articles is like, we'll never truly know what happened because the evidence doesn't quite tell a whole story. But also the person who killed her isn't actually telling us the whole story. Yeah. So uh, the jury deliberated from October 26th to October 28th. And Tavik was found guilty of Joanna Eats' murder with a 10 to 2 majority vote. He was sentenced 20 years to life with the uh, Mr. Justice Field stating that there was a sexual element to the killing. After the trial had finalized, more pornographic images were found, these including children, on Tavik's computer. And on March 2nd, 2015, he pleaded guilty to possessing over 100 of these images and was sentenced another 10 months in prison, which would run concurrent with the previous sentencing. This case ended up changing the lives of many people, not just those who lost their daughter, significant other, and friend. Proposals for a private member's bill was introduced in 2010, and the case was mentioned as to why a suspect in a murder case should go unnamed. This is due to Jeffries being named in tabloids and press causing a, quote, black mark on his record. Jeffries states that he believed the press had ultimately decided he was guilty of Joanna's murder, even though the case was not finalized at the time, and he believed the public's mind was persuaded of his guilt. Jeffries actually gets his voice heard. He had a two-part drama released about his arrest called The Lost Honor of Christopher Jeffries. It aired on December 10th and 11th of 2014. Joanna had a funeral on February 11th with 300 people in attendance. Greg Reardon, her boyfriend, started a charity site to raise funds for families of missing persons in memory of Joanna. Her friends and family planted a memorial garden at Sir Harold Hillier Gardens, Building Design Partnership, her workplace, and NHS Trust, were commemorating her with a memorial in a garden that she was actually designing for a new hospital in Southmead, Bristol. Other memorials would be of a garden at the Building Design Partnership Studio in Bristol and publishing an anthology of her work and actually an annual landscape design prize in her memory for students from the University of Gloucestershire. Her family being so devastated, her mom had to wait a whole year before being able to step into her daughter's flat to organize all of her possessions. Greg believed that they actually would have gotten married as they were planning to buy a house together. In a statement, her family said, quote, we will never get over our loss, how she was murdered, and the total lack of respect with which her body was treated. We so miss her happy voice and seeing her living life to the full. And that is the Mm. tragic tale, the wild ride of a pizza gone missing, two ciders, 
and a case of horrible misjudgment of suspect character, but most importantly, the horrible tragic case of Joanna Yeats. Yeah. Well, that's so sad. It's so sad. It's the reason why I like true crime podcasts and why I wanted to make a podcast about this is not because I enjoy this subject as much. I mean, it's like I said, it's truly fascinating to me in all aspects, but mm-hmm. it's to be able to get the names of people out, get the story of victims out that maybe they, you know, had a huge following of friendship and loved ones. Like having 300 people in attendance for a funeral is incredible. But yeah. I, I want to also be able to shed light on those who maybe only had three people in attendance for their funeral. I, I always like to highlight the victims and bring closure in terms of their stories are always heard. I'm a big, big believer that your memory is what keeps you going, is what ties you to this world. And as long as you're remembered in some form or another, you know, your story lives on, you live on. So just being able to talk about Joanna and the impact she made. I mean, she was decorating landscapes for hospitals. Like they were able to raise funds for her. And I'm sure if she lived, she would have done incredible work hopefully she would have had a design prize fund for for students in her alma mater but the fact that she's not here but people still were able to accomplish great things is a true testament to to people in general and the lives they affect yeah were you expecting that any of that no (laughs) no how mad are you there's nothing about pizza i'm okay so this is the reason why I'm mad is because the pizza's missing, right? So if they would have located the pizza box, there probably would have been prints, you know? For sure. And even that, here's the thing. They said that, like, the very next day they were looking in his flat. If he mm-hmm. took the pizza, why didn't they, like, connect the dots? Yeah. Like, if it was... Yeah. They found the receipt. They knew that she purchased it. They couldn't find any trash. So the fact that they were like, oh, well, she bought this pizza from this place, but, like, who knows where it could be? Oh, neighbor, you have this same pizza that was purchased at the same place at this... That's so crazy. Do you have a receipt? Oh, no, you threw it away? Not a problem. We... We believe you. Like, that's so... <laughs> yeah. Bananas. Yeah. And it never said, like, who drank the bottle of cider. So it's not it's not super apparent if it was, like, her or someone else. It truly was not determined. But I was also the mindset of, like, yeah. listen, it's the weekend. She's not expecting her partner home for 24 to 48 hours. It's Friday night. I... And the first one to admit, I will buy a medium pizza, and I will buy a few beers, and that's me. That's not me yeah. and someone else. That's me for the next two days because I'm gonna yeah, be that's I'm gonna be too lazy to buy or make food. That's what I was thinking when they said, "Well, who is she sharing it with?" Like, if me. I'm alone, I'll get a couple drinks because, like, I need them throughout the night. I'm alone, you know. Get thirsty. Who's gonna judge me? Who? Yeah, nobody. I am by myself, which means I'll drink and eat whatever the hell I want. 
And if it just happens to be a delicious tomato basil mozzarella pizza and a couple of ciders, then so be it. Yeah. You know, put on a Snuggie. Put on a good movie. Down that pizza. Are you a Snuggie or a onesie person? Oh, I'm a onesie person. Mm -hmm. Me too. That's the word I was looking for. Snuggie came to mind. But yeah, onesie. When you think in Snuggles, it just rolls off the tongue, Snuggie. Yeah, Snuggle. But yeah. It just it could have been a lot quicker to be resolved, but I do understand that like there's nothing that they could have found if they didn't arrest him for a month later. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but that's also the other thing. Did they test the bottle? It didn't say. Did nothing nothing was said about the bottle being tested. It was just that it was half drunk. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm assuming that they did test it and it was her DNA. Because from what I could see, the only part of the evidence of DNA that was linking him to the crime scene was on her actual body and not in the flat. I see, I see. But overall, he's in prison. From what I can see, he's still in prison. Uh, I believe what I read is he's not available for parole until like 2032. I could be horribly mistaken. I tried locating it and I swore I wrote it down, but then it's just gone. This was a long, long process of writing things down, but <laughs> yeah, he is he is put away and everything, like, you can have your kinks, porn is porn, but I draw the line at anyone younger than, you know, 18. At least let them be 18. Mm-hmm. That's still a little weird in my opinion. I had this conversation the other day and I don't, I'm not sure if you're agreeing with me or not. I truly believe that 18 and 19 and even 20 are just still babies because they're just so young. They can still be in school. They could still be in high school. Like you're so being 18, like you're so full of life. You're not 30 and broken like me. But But I feel that so hard. You feel right? I need help. You're slightly depressed. You're slightly depressed, but it's because of school and homecoming and prom, not because of the torrential crushing life of the workplace. You know, just basic teenage time. But like, I, <laughs> I feel like it. You're just you're just still young. You're still like in my brain, eighteen is still a minor. Like you're still <laughs> fresh out of the being. I feel like twenty is a good. Like, you're probably in college, you're having worked for a couple of years, you know, you either do drink or you're on your way to being, like, adult drinking age. So, I feel like 20 is a good, like, no longer minor mindset for me. So, I'm still iffy about anything with teenagers even thought to be, like, in porn. But again, (laughs) just overall, like, let them be of age of consent. Anything that's revolving True. a child is just awful, and yes, the fact yeah. that he only got ten years, or t- not ten years, ten months, is ridiculous to me. Yeah, yeah. The world, the case, people who get arrested for weed are serving ten years, and someone with child pornography is only getting ten months. Yeah, I feel like there's that's a, crazy. There's a a bit of a swip swapping needing to happen here well that was my horrible story uh I'm thank ready. you for that i am i'm upset about the pizza but i'll move on 
they'll haunt me every day of my life. It wasn't stolen for for a dog. It was truly just for someone to not for someone to regain their strength after being a vicious murderer. How dare? Yeah. How dare? How how dare? But uh, I'm so excited to hear what you're doing today. (laughs) Ah. Okay, so, 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 so. And mm-hmm. then last, our year story took place around Christmas. Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, generally, in most places of the world, has snow. And you know what lives in the snow? Is it our favorite cool ranch Bigfoot? It's our favorite cool ranch Bigfoot. The Yeti. The Yeti. Listen, the fact that we call him cool ranch Bigfoot is going to be my favorite nickname for any cryptid i think in my entire life that's his name forever i was thinking about making like a little drawing of a yeti with like cool ranch doritos and then bigfoot with like nacho cheese doritos i mean it's funny if you want to just so that you're aware every episode asks for cover art so oh we can totally, oh. <laughs> if you're feeling up to it, you, we can totally have cover art for each episode. You don't have to. Please don't ever feel like I'm ever going to pressure you to do anything. No, 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 no. I might, I might, I might, I might. We'll see. We'll for see. special episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I ever tell you before before I listened enraptured to your beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful speaking voice? Did you? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Before I view your beautiful speaking voice not listen how dare i listen (laughs) no i'm never gonna let that go before before i do that um have you did i ever tell you that you should try putting cool ranch doritos in the fridge and eat them chilled yes have you tried yes you did i have not i forgot about it until this very moment (laughs) Well, that's it. And I'm going to have to text you every day. Hey, did you go shopping yet? Yeah. Did you get Cool Ranch Doritos? Don't disappoint me. I actually me. think we got Cool Ranch Doritos today. Really? I think so. I have a snack dealer. Right, I have a snack dealer. We have an arrangement. I give her the coupons I get in the mail because she doesn't get coupons in the mail. And she gets me snacks. <laughs> I love that. So, I have a snack dealer. <laughs> I love that so much. You have no idea. <laughs> the snack dealer. Does she like knock on your door and just leave like a box full of goodies? Yeah, she comes like every once, uh, like once a week ish, if she can. She's like, you have any coupons for me? Because usually throughout the week, I'll gather like a stack of coupons. I'm like, yeah, here. And she's like, here's your box of snacks. And she'll tell me, like, things she's really excited about. And then, like, I'm like, okay, okay. But I never know what's fully in there, so I'm always surprised. I know I have a uh, a box of nerds, which I'm very excited to eat. <laughs> Ooh, I do love a good nerds. I don't like the nerds yeah. up as much as I like the regular nerds. No, no, no. Regular yeah. nerds, because it feels nerds. like you're eating fish tank pebbles, and it craves a weird need to have in my life of eating fish tank pebbles. Why do you have a weird urge in your life to eat fish tank pebbles? They're forbidden snack. You know They're what? I'm gonna go with pebbly. that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and with you on that. I want to eat them. <laughs> They're like fruity pebbles, but yeah, not. like the rainbow ones look like they would be a good snack. Don't eat fish tank pebbles. Don't eat fish tank pebbles. Viewers of all ages. <laughs> <laughs> 
Please don't, don't eat, fish, eat tank. fish tank pebbles. Go buy some nerds. Go buy. Satisfy that urge to put this in your mouth and go buy fish tank pebbles. It's kind of like the um the fake cigarette. I hated those, but everyone would yeah. buy them or get them for Halloween. Yeah. So just imagine like it's just the fake knockoff of something that you shouldn't eat. So fake yeah. cigarette well, that- to fake cigarette. <laughs> Fish tank pebbles to nerds. Yeah. The funny thing with fake cigarettes is, like, everyone I knew would get them and then, like, pretend to smoke, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'd just be over there, like, ah, nah, 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 munch it down the stick. That happened all the time. <laughs> the ones where there was, like, the fake cigarettes that were, like, all white and, like, really thin. Yeah. And then there were the ones that I saw that were, like, thicker. And then they started having, like, the, quote, filter. Like, they were trying to look more realistic. Oh. And I was like, this is getting too hyper realism don't need this in my life yeah. but they yeah, were just no. giving the, up for the skinny white ones Good yeah ones. the skinny white ones that make you feel like you're part of a 1920s like film yeah yeah i like those yeah just the aesthetic <laughs> just the the teeny yeah. tiny teeny tiny little white thin paper and it's short yeah. but you want to pretend that it's four foot long yeah, like you feel like a gumshoe and, and a dame just walked in the office. You gotta help her convince people she didn't commit the murder. The fact that you said gumshoe and a dame walking into the office, <laughs> like my mind very visually brought up a scene. Just feet on the desk, crossed yeah. at the ankle, leaning back yeah. in his chair, smoking. Yeah. And she's just opened the door and she's like, private detective, I'm being framed. I need your help. And he's like, God damn it, dame. Yeah, I knew this dame was trouble the moment she walked in. The moment she walked in. And here I believe I was going to have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. Oh, detective. (laughs) She was wearing a flapper dress and like frilly. With the the big fur, yeah. Perfect. Write it up. Send that out. Perfect for our viewers. Yeah. They'll, they'll <laughs> never know what hit them. They'll never know what hit them. Tell me about Cool Ranch oh, yes. Bigfoot. We completely forgot. Cool Ranch Bigfoot. <laughs> Tell me about him. Cool Ranch Bigfoot. So, um, the Bigfoot and the Yeti, both, are mysterious bipedal creatures. With the Yeti, is said to live in the mountains of Asia um, and inhabiting Nepal, Tibet, Russia and India, and is said to live below the Himalayan snow line. A yeti is a muscular creature resembling a huge upright walking person. It is relatively shorter than the Bigfoot, the nacho cheese variety, averaging about 6 to 8 feet in height, but sometimes as tall as 10.5 feet, and is depicted having large sharp teeth, furry coat of brown, red, or black hair, and even though it's drawn white, it is not white. Is it kind of like the polar bear, where their polar bears are white, but they're really not white? What? Have you never heard Hold that? Up. Pause. No. What? Ash, I'm please. so, I'm so happy Ex- that I just explained to me. Blew your freaking little mind. <laughs> but polar bears are white. So, from my understanding, and I could be again horribly wrong what do you think i have a phone that i could just easily google things and just pretend that i'm smart no no, 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 no never no i'm remembering all from, from the brain baby 
Oh, from the brain. I'm remembering this from, like, uh, biology class when we were learning about, like, bodies and stuff. That polar bears, their hair is actually, like, a clear, um, a clear follicle, if I remember correctly. Their skin's actually, I want to say black to trap heat in. And the white is coming from the light, making their fur white. Because it gets bouncing off of the snow so that they can blend in. I what? could be horribly wrong, but I am like 79% sure that I'm right. That their hair is actually somewhat of a translucent and that it's actually bouncing mm-hmm. off of the snow, turning them white. But their skin underneath is actually like either black or like pink. Pretty sure black, but... Ta-da! Black polar bear is cryptid. Done. Have you seen the, like, the anti-albino polar bear? Where, like, they're red? No. Like, they're, like, no. a like a brown-red color? I I could, listen, I could be just spouting out, like, fever dreams at this point. I Is that a polar bear, or is it just a bloody polar bear? No, it's definitely supposed to be, if I remember correctly, it's supposed to be when like it's like a genetic mutation of the polar bear or i could be thinking about regular bears and how they come out white because of a genetic mutation bears are weird polar non-polar they're weird it's true but uh there you go if i find anything incorrect i'll obviously update everyone on the next episode how we do yeah yeah Yeah. i'm sorry that's wild that just blew my mind what I, I did not mean to just kind of blow your, blow your mind. No, you're I good, because like, I was like... Well, when you were just like, in fact, as he's depicted as white, and I was like, like, polar bears? Like, my brain just was like, you know an interesting <laughs> fact, and you should say the interesting fact. And my brain's like, making me spew shit that, again, could be all no, from a no, fever no. dream. Shush, shush, shush. I love interesting facts. If you ever have an interesting fact, please feel free to tell me, because I love them. I love them. Use a hashtag sclunism to give you a free fact. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Done. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. But it is said the Yeti is most likely the closest living relative to, to the Gigopithecus, that thing we were talking about in Ark, you know, you know, uh, the prehistoric ape living in Asia 300 years ago. The Yeti is also mentioned in pre-Buddhist cultures is said to be peaceful creatures that are very shy and live in dense snow caves and glaciers. The Licha people worship a, a glacier giant as a god of the hunt, a large man-like creature that used a big rock as a weapon and made whooshing sounds. The Yeti is a character in many ancient legends and folklore, folklore of Himalayan people. In most of the tales, though, the Yeti is a figure of danger, like most cryptids. Um, the information found on them come more from sightings and stories like those of Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster with very little physical evidence. But we have a few stories and doodads. I, I just love the fact that you were like, the Yeti is a sign of danger. And I was like, aren't most creatures of that height and stature danger? Like, I uh, guess I- so. My first thought would not be, oh, look, a giant mountain beast. 
have resided in the snow, he must be coming for our tea party. <laughs> That's not my immediate thought, truly. Just a, a big friend needs a hug. In 1921, a journalist named Henry Newman interviewed a group of British explorers who had just returned from Mount Everest's expedition. The explorers told the journalists that they discovered some very large footprints on the mountain, to which their guide had said came from the man-bear snowman. Newman, when writing his report, got the snowman part right, but mistranslated man-bear, and seemed to think abominable, abominable sounded even better, and used this menacing name in the paper, which the abominable snowman was given to the Yeti. In 1925, uh, N.A. Tom Bazzi, Tom Bazzi, a photographer and member of the Royal Geological Society, writes that he saw a creature about 15,000 feet near Zimmer Glacier. He later wrote that he observed the creature from about 200 to 300 yards for about a minute. He said the figure looked like a human being walking upright and stopping occasionally to pull at some bushes. It showed up dark against the snow and wore no clothing. About two hours later, while descending the mountain, he saw prints described as similar in shape to those of a man, but only six to seven inches long by four inches wide. The prints were those of a biped, bipedal creature. In her book, Still Living, Yeti, Sasquatch, and Miranderthal Enigma, researcher Myra Shackley, tells the description reported by two hikers in 1942 who saw two black specks moving across the snow about a quarter mile below them. They stated that the figures were not much less than eight feet. The heads were described as squarish, and the ears must lie close to the skull because there was no projection from the silhouette against the snow. The shoulders slooped, the shoulders slooped sharply down to a powerful chest covered by reddish-brown hair which wore close to the body, fur mixed with long strands hair hanging downwards. Another person saw a creature about the size and build of a man, the head covered with long hair, but the face and chest not very hairy at all, reddish-brown in color and bipedal. It was busy grabbing up roots and occasionally emitted a loud, high-pitched cry. I just... When you were saying that, I was just like, the song, uh, What Does a Fox Say, kept playing in my head, but it was strictly just like, what does a yeti say? And then I was like, meow, meow, that's all I can think of. It's just sounds. Or he just comes out of like his tree, and he goes, oh yes, a distinguished gentleman. Hello, how are you today? <laughs> he just comes out and is like, wee! <laughs> just like the little pig with, with pinwheels. Oh my god, yeah. Wee. Listen, I will Wee. unlock so many locked memories for you. Just believe. Uh, I love it. I love it. <clears throat> While attempting to scale Mount Everest in 1951, Eric Shipton took photos took took photos of a number of large footprints in the snow about 6,000 meters above sea level. These photos have been subject to intense scrutiny and debate. Some argue they are the best evidence of Yeti existence, while others say the prints are those of a mundane creature that has been distorted by the melting snow. Other footprint 
fingerprint evidence was taken by John Ad Angelo Jackson, a mountaineering leader during the Daily Mail Snowman Expedition of 1954. He photographed many footprints in the snow, many were unidentifiable and attributed to erosion in the snow. He also fo photographed symbolic paintings of the Yeti at Ten Bogosh Gampa. Very sorry if I pronounced that wrong. <clears throat> in 1959, supposed Yeti feces was collected and the fecal analysis found a parasite which could not be classified. This led to the United States government saying that the Yeti finding, like finding a Yeti was likely enough. So they created rules for what would happen if you found a Yeti. First, you have to obtain a permit. You cannot harm the Yeti except in self-defense. Be his friend until proven guilty. Wait. And then let the... Oh. So do you have to see the Yeti and then go, oops, I'm so sorry, I don't have a permit? And then vacate? <laughs> I guess you... so. If you don't have your permit, you can't, you can't get the... You can't see the Yeti. You have to have, like, a lanyard on you at all times so that people know that you have a permit to see the Yeti. Yeah. I, I just... That's so bizarre. Like you just kind of like phase <laughs> over him. He's just a big blur in in the in the distance, and you're like, "Oh no, I don't see anything, Jerry." And Jerry's like, "I see him. Why can't you?" Oh, you're permanent. No, you don't, expired. Jerry. <laughs> yeah. You don't see him. Don't lie to me. Don't gaslight me, Jerry. Oh God. Well, it really sucks because you get all the way up there, right? And somehow you lose your permit, and then you see the yeti, and you're like, "Oh man." magically like all your vision and communication is out the window because your permit's in the wind yeah yeah it's gone i <laughs> baffles me it just baffles me <laughs> he was like hey guys in order to see yeti you must have permit permit yeti yeti permit there you go bye bye i i i will say uh from from my readings of like cryptid stuff there's a lot you need to get a permit to like hunt or go like find it's really funny hunt i can i can see because hunting to me means like tools weapons i'm assuming yeah. that if you're on a hunt the permit will be like you you know if you see a deer running you know but it looks like bigfoot you know or a skinwalker it looks like slender man for for heaven's sakes yeah then you know if you accidentally kill the deer you're not going to be in trouble for not having a deer hunting permit right so i can i can see that because hunting can be very like it's a very particular thing with weapons but to see to to visually see a yeti it's it's like buying a museum pass it's like buying a pass to visit the museum at the librea tar pits the tar tar pits <laughs> the tar tar pits is free to go visit the museum is not <laughs> When, yeah, exactly. When you can just wander around outside and see the scenery and just happen to see yeah. like, a couple of things. But if you want to actually like, go in and like learn something, you got to pay money. So if you want to see the, the Yeti, you got to pay something. That's just yeah insane. Maybe it's a permit for like the cameras and such to be up there, maybe. Like they're like, you can't have video equipment unless you have a permit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. If that's the case, like, you have to have special permit 
and permissions in order to put recording things. Okay. If it's just for you walking in the forest and yeah. you want to use binoculars to see this person or you're walking through <laughs> yeah. the snow fallen, you know, plateau. No, that's again, bananas. Not about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it just, what are you guys just... doing up here? <laughs> no I'm worries. Just... I have my Yeti permit. <laughs> I'm just here in my Yeti permit and it's the Ron Swanson. I do what I want. Just written in crown. <laughs> yeah. He just takes it out. I do what I want. They just continue tracking up the snow. Like, really, are they, like, is there Yeti police up there? Like, are they going to stop you? And be like, where's your permit? We're asking all the real questions, and yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. We could get away with it. We could go oh, see yeah. the Yeti without a permit. Shh. 100%. 100%. Are we done, buddy? We're done. I'll draw it with crayon, and there will be none the wiser. It'll be fine. You're like, I found the Yeti. I took a picture of him. And it's just your artist's rendition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just scribbles on a paper. Ha-ha! The Yeti signed it. I'm important. I'm his number one <laughs> fan. And it's just like, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie the Yeti. It's right there. Purple crayon, I'm his number one fan. Purple crown, because I'm his number one fan. Yeah. Hot. Hot take. Hot take. Okay, so we need a permit. What else do we need? We need a permit. Uh, you cannot harm the Yeti if you find it, except in self-defense, which was like, that was also like, if you're not going to hunt it, because you can't harm it. You can't harm the Yeti. Unless. And you need to let the, need please, government approve any news reportings on the animal's discovery. So even if you find it, you got to go to the government and be like, but, but can can I make new story on this? I I found this mythical creature that is made out of Cool Ranch. Yeah. How do I expose this to <gasps> the world? Ash. Mm-hmm. I just I just realized something, right? Mm. You had the answers all along. The Me? Yeti is made out of Cool Ranch. You put Cool Ranch in the fridge. <gasps> where the fridge is cold. I Yeti make cold. my own Yetis? Is that what you're doing? Yeah! <laughs> Little baby yetis! Does that mean oh. regular nacho cheese Doritos are Bigfoots? Yeah, we gotta put them outside. Perfect. So they thrive. From now on, <laughs> Cool Ranch Doritos are now called yetis. No one else can tell yeah. me otherwise. And then yetis subsequently are called Cool Ranch Doritos. They're swapped. No one else can tell me otherwise. I'm done. They're swapped. My We're in a different dimension. Just go with it. The Mandela effect. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Mandela. On February 2nd, 1959, nine hikers were camped out in the mountains pass, which would soon be named Data Lov Pass. In the night? The Dayaltov oh. Pass? Yeah. Oh, girl. I said, me... I tried my best. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I've heard this story so many times. It's one of my favorite stories. We will eventually cover it. By we, yeah. I mean probably me slash you, because depending on what you want to do that day. But I am planning on covering this. It is one of my favorite things. I'm talking so fast because I'm really excited about it. The fact that you're bringing it up <laughs> means the world to me. I am so excited. Yeah, I wrote a little bit of information on it, but we should go in deeper into it. Oh, later. there's so much. I I don't know how much yeah. you have or how much you saw, 
or how much you actually know about it in general, but there is so much about it. It's yeah. incredible. As soon as I heard you say nine uh, nine hikers, I was like, oh my God, is she going to talk about the dialogue class? <laughs> <laughs> you know I am. Okay, go on. All right. So during the night, something caused them to cut out of their tents and flee the campsite while inadequately dressed for the heavy snowfall and sub-zero temperatures. After the group's bodies were discovered, an investigation by Soviet authorities determined that six had died from hypothermia, while the other three had been killed by physical trauma. One victim had major skull damage, two had severe chest trauma, and another had a small crack in the skull. Four of the bodies were found lying in a running creek, in running water of a creek, and three um, had soft tissue damage of the head and face. Two of the bodies were missing their eyes. One was missing its tongue, and one was missing its eyebrow. The odd thing is some of the hi- some of the hikers' eyes and tongues were precisely severed. The investigation concluded that a compelling natural force has caused the death. Numerous theories have been put forward to account for the unexplained deaths. It's not certain what attacked them was a Bigfoot-like creature. It is a common theory. Some think it might have been aliens, a man, simple nature that could have caused the death. To this day, it is unknown what has killed these hikers. In March 1986, Anthony Woodridge, a hiker in the Himalayas, saw that what he thought was a yeti standing in the snow near a ridge about 500 feet away did not move or make noise, but Woodridge saw odd tracks in the snow that seemed to lead towards the figure. He took two photographs of the creature, which when later analyzed was proven very genuine. Many in the Bigfoot community was like, oh yeah, this is evidence, like, this is a yeti. They weren't tampered with, you know? Uh, This is some great evidence. And because Woodridge was an extensive, extensive hiking experience in the region, nobody was like, like, um, nobody debated with him, like, you were wrong, because you just had all this hiking knowledge. In the following year, researchers returned to where Woodridge taken the photos and discovered that he had simply seen a dark rock outcropping that looked vertical from his position, so the, the photos was a rock. Wait, so, so the dude was like, I took this picture, and it's a Yeti. Look at this important yeah. picture. And then they were like, yeah, that looks like an important picture. That's true. And then later on, they were like, yo, dude, that's your pet rock. Yeah, they're like, that's, that's, that's a rock, my dude. Who was high and or drunk when they confirmed it? Because, <laughs> oof. Yeah. On 2013, British genetist um, Brian Skies scientifically confirmed that some of the DNA samples of the Yeti didn't belong to any existing animal, instead to a prehistoric polar bear believed to be extinct. So could that polar bear still be up there? Is he Roman? What's going on? <clears throat> Misidentification of Himalayan wildlife has been proposed to the explanation of some Yeti sightings, including a Langur monkey living at low altitudes, Tibetan blue bear, the Himalayan brown bear, or the Himalayan red bear. Some have also ju- suggested that the Yeti could just be a hermit living his life in the snow. Tibetan and now police monasteries have collected several skulls and bones of Yetis, quote unquote. Some have um, presided in Smithsonian Museum today. 
although one of those specimens would prove to be a human bone the others in the museum are still in question despite dozens of expeditions into the remote mountains regions of russia chinese nepal the existence of yetis to this day still remain unproven will we ever see our nacho cheese no not our cheese cool ranch brother will he ever be proven we don't know um real quick i got my stuff from the always lovely wikipedia slash yeti cryptids.phantom livescience.com and wikipedia for the mountain pass incident i love it so much the fact that everyone was like is this it's a rock is this (laughs) i thought that was very funny is this it's just it's so great i am even more excited i feel like you should do more on the daltov pass because hearing your version of it would be incredible because it's like a slightly spooky supernatural but then again we can tie it back to yeti because of just like what people think that could have happened um -hmm. i just want to see how you would take that story but i'm so happy that you gave me a little sprinkling of cool ranch seasoning just overall i also am a little blown away by the fact that he's not fully white all the time and it kind of makes me a little sad i know all these all these artists uh drawing some of them are not correct and i'm so sad in my heart in our hearts the yeti will always be white and fluffy is it do you think it's kind of again like the polar bear effect where because he's in snow and people want like supposed to be in snow people associate him with being white so that he can be camouflaged in the snow maybe like how um Bigfoot is typically um, decorated in brown slash reddish tones. That way he can look like a tree trunk and blend in to nature. That's true. It would make sense because um, Yetis are very sneaky. Very sneaky. Well, he's got to be hiding. Cool Ranch is a favorite favor of a lot of people. You know, it it is a good chip get away from all those late night gamers this is true this is very true i'm so excited thank you so much for that it every time you do a cryptid story it just makes me laugh with and just how like i can hear like the like little excitement in the back of your voice of like (laughs) i'm a cryptid like it's just so great and they're just so funny neat i like them i just think they're they're so derpy looking like some of them are so derpy looking like we'll eventually get to the fresno night walker or Ah, pants ghost yeah fresno night walker pants ghost it is the funniest looking thing that i've ever seen in my entire life in terms of like monster um yeah so there are just some fun cute looking ones obviously we'll get to the big name ones like our one and true Mothman and Orbit and Bigfoot <laughs> and Loch Ness. Like, we'll, do, Bigfoot. we'll do all them. But it's just so good yeah, to no, hear. No worries. Nacho <laughs> Cheese will have his day. Nacho Cheese will have his day. <laughs> oh! Everything gets a code name now. Yeah. 
Pants goes. Pants cool goes. Ranch, nacho cheese. Cool ranch, nacho cheese. Can we call Mothman Big Red because of his eyes? Yeah. Perfect. Done. So look at the big red. Um big red. But it just tickles me pink how like cuz I'm assuming are you finding things that like you already knew about in terms of like cryptids like for the yeti were there things that like popped out of you that you weren't aware about um the rock thing was new that was really funny i was <laughs> laughing about that when i found that the the mountain with the campers i kind of knew like a yeti was like a theory on that mm-hmm. i don't know a lot about like what happened with the campers but i knew like because there's a video game of it right and it's like it's the Yeti, you know? Well, we talked about that. Um, the, uh, the Colot. The Colot video Yeah, the game. Colot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was, like, different forms of bears and monkeys living up in the Himalayas still. That's kind of cool. I knew that there was, like, I knew that there was, like, monkeys just because, I don't know why, but I always picture for, I guess, both Japan and the Himalayas, and I don't know why both, but it's the monkey with, like, the clear... Like no fur face, and then like, oh. the gray fur all around them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I am not a zoologist, so I could not tell you where they truly originate from, where they're born, where their country of origin is. But whenever I think of Himalayan apes or primates, and whenever I think of like Asian culture, for some reason, it's that kind of monkey. I do know that there's yeah. a lot of like the it, he's got the the clear unfurred face, and then he's just a gray to white poof ball all around. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why they both countries remind me. Both areas remind me of that monkey. Maybe they have similar types. I don't know. But I I knew that there was one like that. I wouldn't think that there's like. A gorilla you know like i wouldn't think of no yeah that but it could like do you think maybe the yeti could be some sort of like giant gorilla type primate who's just roaming around well maybe you know there's always it's always a, a possibility i mean they did say that it might be linked to a prehistoric bear so there might be like a like a prehistoric polar bear just roaming around up there too just out of sight doing its thing it was frozen for so long that when it woke up it was just that perpetual state of i'm tired but now i'm also awake and can't go back to sleep so it's just angry yeah yeah me it's like i'm gonna make stompies in the snow me every eh. sunday i feel like every sunday <laughs> i'm that. i sleep until like noon but then i have to go to bed by like 12 o'clock so I'm always just, like, in that weird state of, like, I slept for 14 hours, but also I need to sleep. No sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I Thank you. The rock thing makes me laugh so hard. If you ever have the urge to draw something, could you please draw a picture of a Yeti looking in the mirror and it's just a picture of a rock? Oh my god. Could yes. we? I, yes. Like, he's taking a selfie picture, and he's, like, doing, like, finger, like, bunny finger peace sign, and then the image of the camera, it's, it's just a rock. 
yeah how how sad though because the guy was like a renowned like mountaineer and he's like i did it i did a thing and everyone's like yeah Listen, and it was a rock it's still publicity bad publicity is still good publicity so no matter what That's he's true. still known as the guy who took a picture of a rock who looked like the cool ranch bigfoot that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. So maybe the rock was a triangle, and he went on to make Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and then eventually they became the Cool Ranch tacos that everyone hated. Oh, they're not good. Dorit the Dorito tacos are so much better. Well, the Doritos tacos when the shells are fresh are true. Incredible. When they are True. not fresh, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Well, perfect. Uh, so we'll wrap up. Uh, what is your spoonful of sugar today? Um, well, I got my I got my sneaky snack dealer delivery, so I get to enjoy some nice snacks. A few new episodes of shows I've been watching came out. The Witcher one, I haven't I haven't sat down and watched yet. I'm still excited for the Witcher new season. I still have not seen The Witcher Season 2. I am waiting very patiently for my partner to be in the mood to watch it so I can watch it with him. It's a thing, yeah. but I am excited too. Yeah. Attack on Titan's last season came out. That's very exciting. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's on Netflix called Agresco. It's like a little red panda anime. Oh, yeah. I like that show. It's cute. Yeah, their new season came up that I haven't watched yet. So I, I got a lot of things to watch. I got a lot of snacks, and it's going to be a good time. It's good to kind of do, like, a self-care. Like, you don't have to, like, work out. You don't have to do, you know, errands or anything. You can just relax and watch some yeah. good TV. Absolutely. Yeah. My schoonful is that uh, we actually got our podcast official trailer up and running today and i'm so yeah. excited it's that is so exciting uh it was such a good feeling so i'm really really excited um and i cannot wait for the rest of the trailers i think we're gonna do one or two more and then our episodes to come out i'm so so excited and i'm so happy to start this journey with you yeah me too you did such a good job with the trailer it's amazing it's my favorite thing i listened to it like 15 times in a row no lie i Thank you. I'm so excited. I was so proud of it. I listened to it on my breaks today just because I'm also the person where like I try really hard to put out the best that I can and just so that <laughs> everyone, our, our viewers, just so that everyone is aware, um, this is a two-woman show. It's us. We, uh, it's us. you know, we may have help from time to time. Like I have someone editing our first episode just because it's a little hit and miss um, in terms of like audio quality, um, we have someone helping us make like an intro for our podcast, but the episode editing, the trailer editing, the icon and logos, cover arts that you'll be seeing, that's all Skloon and I. We, we're, we're just two beans in a pod just trying to make our way and, you know, obviously as time goes on, if something happens or if we i don't obviously i always hope for the best um but <laughs> if it does come to the point where we will need help then obviously we'll we'll you know look into that but as far as we can i want to take this as far as we're able to take it because i i like the ability to 
know that quality control, learning, I love learning. And the fact that I just learned how to put together an edited audio soundtrack, you know, using music from the incredible uh, Carl uh, Casey at the White Bat Studio, White Bat Audio. Their music is amazing. I absolutely loved it. So the fact that I was able to put together something that I was comfortable with, and then when I showed it to Skloon the other nights, I felt like your mouth was dropped open. Like, I couldn't see <laughs> you because, like, we, I literally had just gone to bed, and I was like, Skloon, like, whenever you're ready, like... I had to, and she was busy, which is understandable. We all have lives. But I was like, whenever you're ready, like, I want to show you this before I post it. And I felt like when I had you listen to it, like, I could feel, and I don't know if this is just, like, my small ego stroking self, but, like, I could feel you just be like, <gasps> like, you were just, like, kind of, that's what I felt anyway. No, 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 yeah. I was so excited. Like I, like I said last night, it reminded me a lot of, like, podcasts I love, um, trailers, which is really good because, like, I'm attracted to them for a reason. So ours sounding like one of those, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I just steal all the good ideas. I'm kidding. No, I'm... no, no, no. It's just the vibe where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, man, and that's what stuff's I happening. Like up and cupping things. Yeah, let's go. I wanted it just to be, just to be something that everyone wanted to tune in and view. That's it. You, I just did amazing. To... You know, proud of you. You did Thank a beautiful you. job, and you're a wonderful person. You did amazing. You. It's the end of the episode, and now I'm free to mush with I be reasonable. Stop. I will say, um, you know, just a huge shout out to you. You deserve a whole lot of credit as well. Our logo is incredible. I've had people. Um, everyone go follow us at uh, Twitter on MHMPod, P-O-D. <laughs> I've been sharing a lot of things, and there's someone who, I think their username is Cryptid, at yeah. Cryptid's Official. I think that's what their handle is. But they were complimenting how Mothman was just incredible, how it's stolen their heart. And I was like, right? Like, he's so cute. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm so Huge. glad you liked it. I, I put him in the soup and I was like, oh yeah. It's oh, the yeah. best soup. <laughs> the best soup. But we love you all. Thank you so yes. much for, for coming out and, and just viewing us with your ears. <laughs> Never letting yes, that thank down. thank you for viewing us. Thank and you for listening to us with your eyes. We appreciate it. Listening to us with your eyes. Thank you for yeah. for talking to us with your ears. We always appreciate it. Um, and don't do murder. That's it. Don't do murder. Don't, don't do murder. Don't steal pizza unless it's for a dog. Or okay? a cat. Okay. Pizza or for a dog or a cat. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's acceptable. Murder is not acceptable. Stealing pizza to feed pets is acceptable. Absolutely. We'll see y'all next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Murder Horror Monsters. Music produced by Dank with a Stank and Spooky Rose. Research and stories completed by Ash and Skloon.
Follow the podcast on Twitter at MHMPod. Join us every Tuesday for new content on Spotify.